the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, happy Friday to you, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Happy to have you with us. Wow, do we have a jam-packed show today. Governor Christy Nome is going to be here in uh, just a little while. Also, our good buddy Edward Graham from Samaritan's Purse. We got a big Operation Christmas Child update to share with you. Trish Regan is going to drop by, weighing in on this Kanye West crazy story. And uh, for all you folks in Georgia, Herschel Walker is uh, going to be here in the final hour of the program. Uh, By the way, if your radio station does not carry the final hour, you can go to our website, toddsterns.com. You can snag our podcast, and you'll be able to listen to all three hours of the show. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. A bizarre story we're going to start out with, and no, it's not Kanye West. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But there is a crazy story out of Seattle, Washington, Kings County there, where uh, the county government sent out an edict. Uh, They sent out uh, an announcement to all workers regarding Christmas decorations. Now, here at Stearns Media Group, the company I own, uh, we believe and celebrating the reason for the season. As a matter of fact, we have a Christmas tree in our lobby. We have not one, but two nativity scenes. We have all sorts of great decorations. And why is that? Well, because Christmas is about celebrating, commemorating the birth of Jesus Christ. And we have poinsettias in just about every nook and cranny of this building. Because, again, we want to celebrate. We invite our staffers to celebrate, to decorate. And we don't tell them what they, what they can or how they can decorate. But that's not the case in King County, Washington, where county workers have been told that they are not allowed to decorate using religious-themed Christmas decorations. So in other words, if you want to decorate your office cubicle, you cannot have a cubicle crash. You're not allowed to have that in your office space. As a matter of fact, you're also not allowed to have uh, any sort of cross. You're not allowed to have any sort of nativity scene. If you're Jewish, you're not allowed to have a menorah. All of those on the naughty list, including the Star of David, Those are big no-nos. 
Now, if if you want to decorate your office cubicle with uh, Black Lives Matter buttons, that's okay. You can actually do that. If you've got a gay pride flag or one of those um, transgender flags, you're able to do that too. You can decorate your office space with, with those things. That's perfectly okay. But the baby Jesus is verboten, off limits. And people are really, really getting frustrated over this. Uh, radio station KTTH has been all over this story, and and I say good for them. Uh, they are Seattle's uh, leader in conservative talk radio, and they do not shy away from, from these kinds of, of stories. Now, King County says, oh, this is really all about honoring diversity in the workspace. So they don't want to offend non-believers. So to celebrate their diversity, they're actually cracking down on the Christians and the Jews. And you can probably figure out why that is and which people group they're trying to protect. I will say this, that they they don't tell the Muslims that they can't decorate their office workspace with any decorations. It's just the Christians and the Jews. Pine trees are okay. And so are snowflakes. By the way, holly, you're allowed to decorate with holly, but you cannot have a single, a single religious decoration on the holly or on the snowflakes or on the pine trees. Now, here's the catch, and this is what really got me. These days, many people, their offices are not at HQ. Many people are actually working from their home. They have home offices. And King County is now telling people that you can't even have in your virtual office, you're not allowed to have any Christmas decorations in your home office. So let's just say that you've got a Christmas tree in every office, and a lot of these people do, uh, or in every room of your house. Uh, You're not allowed to have any sort of Christmas tree with within the uh, the view of the camera in your virtual office a memorandum went out in king county the memorandum claims that the county was committed to honoring the diversity of its workforce and i suppose the only way you can honor diversity in king county in seattle is to punish the christians and the jews king county human resources warned employees that uh, decorating with overtly Christmas or Hanukkah decorations could offend other staffers, and that could be a problem. The memorandum says, and this is according to radio station KTTH, the symbols banned from virtual displays extend well beyond what you would display for the holidays. And for the most part, and I, you know, I mean, maybe your Christmas decorations are different. The crucifix and the cross are typically an Easter decoration and not a Christmas decoration. But, you know, they're killing two birds with one stone here. And there you have it. Uh, this appears to be where the first war on Christmas battle of the, the 2022 Christmas season is taking place. And I will say this, uh, the Family Policy Institute of Washington really summed it up nicely. They said this is about totalitarianism. I mean, it's one thing to ban a cubicle crash, but it's a giant leap towards communism when you've got these godless Grinches telling workers you got to take down the baby Jesus from the, uh, from the living room of your home, America. 
So all I can say is shame on, and it's not King County because they're a bunch of godless heathen so-and-sos, shame on any Christian worker, shame on any Jewish worker who removes anything from their from their office space. Shame on you. Don't do it. 844-747-8868, our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Do you support the ban? We'll be right back. You guys have helped build MyPillow into an incredible company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.98, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set made with USA cotton comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, now just $39.98 with my promo code. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. Or go to MyPillow.com slash STARNS. That's MyPillow.com slash STARNS and use the promo code STARNS. All right, welcome back. Sorry for the quick break, folks. I have been battling this stupid little cough that won't go away. The weather changes around the the Mid-South are insane, so uh, my apologies. But now I'm my, my throat has now fully lubricated thanks to Ricola and some hot tea. So that should get us through the rest of the show, I hope. Uh, 844-747-8868 is our phone number. We're going to get to your calls in just a moment. And uh, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to be speaking with South Dakota Governor Christy Noem. I want to talk about Kanye West. No, Kyle, I know we're supposed to call him Ye now, but that's not. I, I just have a problem with that. The guy's birth name is Kanye West, or at least that's what we know him by. So he will be known as Kanye on this radio program. So look, um, here's the overarching issue. It's, and it's about all of us conservatives. We get drawn in. We get sucked into the celebrity. So anytime anybody says something remotely conservative, all of a sudden they become the national spokesperson for the conservative movement. It doesn't matter if they're not conservative. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if they're a flaming leftist. Clearly, it doesn't matter if they love Hitler. But as long as they're a celebrity, oh, we just love, we just knew that Kanye was a conservative. They're saying the same thing about Tulsi Gabbard, right? Look, she's a very nice lady, and she's she's actually saying some things that make a lot of sense, and she's espousing some viewpoints that are conservative, but she's a, she's not a conservative. And you have people out there saying, oh, oh, that beautiful Tulsi Gabbard, she would make a wonderful vice president. Maybe she should be the next Speaker of the House. Wait, what? What? Liz Cheney is more conservative than Tulsi Gabbard. Why not make Liz Cheney? So again, it's all about the celebrity. Now, it would be a lot simpler if we all just sort of waited to see how all of this would play out. But people don't want to do that. They just want to immediately embrace these folks. And that's a big problem. You know, Donald Trump tried to help Kanye. And what did Kanye do? He mocked President Trump. 
He stabbed the president in the back. And what a despicable person he is. How can you say that about yay? He's a Christian. Yeah, I don't know too many Christians out there that are that are saying how much they love Hitler. I don't know too many Christians who do that. And by I don't mean to say, I don't say, when I say I don't know how many, I'm saying none. So Kanye West was on Alex Jones's show, and it was the most bizarre thing. The guy was wearing a black, a black face mask. I, at first I thought, wow, this image is really distorted. And then I realized, holy cow, the guy doesn't have a face. It's just a black face mask. Clearly, this man is suffering from some sort of a mental illness. Clearly, he's going through or has had some sort of a mental break. And instead of instead of putting this guy on TV, they need to put the guy in the hospital and figure out what the heck is going on. I mean, this is a it's a tragedy. I don't care if you're a, a leftist or not. So Kanye talking about Hitler. Cut number one. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I I see I I see good things about Hitler. Also, the Jew I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me you can love, um, you know, us, and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts, and you can love what we're you know what we're pushing with the pornography. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician. You can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Who did none of those things, by the way? Oh, you know, he's just a good guy. He did a lot of nice stuff. Uh, Hitler, you know, yeah, I know he uh, gassed uh, two million or six million Jews, but you know he did love puppies. He loved his puppies, and he was a good neighbor. I mean, he always kept his lawn up. Hitler did, and uh, did the grocery shopping for the misses, and uh, always there to volunteer at the church socials. Oh yeah, Hitler. Alex Jones is sitting there going, "Dude, what? What?" And you know it's bad when Alex Jones is the same guy on the set of the TV studio. Cut number two. I don't think Hitler was a good guy. I get the uh, the Hugo Boss uniforms, amazing. Uh, but, I mean, just because you're in love with the design, what? you're a designer, can we just kind of say, like, you like the you like the uniforms, but that's about no, it. No, we, we, no, I, there, there's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. A lot of things. Okay, that guy's a lunatic. He's nuts, and he's a moron. He's a Jew-hating anti-Semite, too. And leave it to Alex Jones, of all people, to expose Kanye West for what he really is. This is a great tragedy. Clearly, the guy is mentally a lunatic. But let me just say this. Yes, it's okay to hate Hitler. As a matter of fact, I would encourage you, listening audience, to hate Hitler, the personification of evil. But, Dad, we should love every—not Hitler. We don't love Hitler, ladies and gentlemen unbelievable and you've got conservatives out there now defending kanye west free speech free speech the guy loves hitler anyway i hope president trump has learned his lesson out of all of this nonsense uh this is disgusting by the way he also denied the holocaust cut number three i, I like hitler I, I don't like hitler 
And I know you're trying to be shocking with that. I'm not trying to be shocking. I like Hitler. I do not. I the the Holocaust is not what happened. Let's look at the facts of that. And Hitler has a lot of redeeming qualities. So- all right, get the idiot off the airways now. We all know he's on the record. We know what this guy is, and th- this is evil. This is evil. And I don't know if Kanye West has been possessed by some sort of a demon. I don't know. But I can tell you this. The guy loves Hitler. I love me some Hitler. That's what he said. You know, it's interesting. Knowing what we know about Adolf Hitler, I don't think Hitler would have liked Kanye, if you know what I mean. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Somebody said, Tom, would you have would you have Kanye on your show? No. Why would I? The guy is a known Holocaust denier. The guy hates Jews. The guy is clearly not a Christian man. Why would I have him on my show? All right, uh, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Don in Iowa, our great affiliate there, KXEL. Don wants to weigh in on Kevin McCarthy. We were talking about this subject yesterday. Uh, hey, Don, what's on your mind? Well, I guess this is what I got on my mind. I uh, I don't know if you remember uh, a congressman we had here in the 4th District here in Iowa. His name was Steve King. I remember Steve King uh, very well. He was a regular guest on this radio program. Well, this is this is my thoughts on him. All right, let's get to it. We're running out of time All here, right. Don. Steve King put the screws to him. Basically, what happened? I guess he had he had taken a phone call from a reporter at his home, either from the Washington Post or uh, New York Times or somebody like that. And uh, anyway, well, then I don't know how far Steve got with him or anything like that. I don't know. Donna, I really don't know where you're going with all of this. So are you supporting well, Kevin I'm McCarthy this, or not? The thing about it is, is Steve, um, after that art, so-called article came out in one of those papers, it uh, Steve... Well, okay, Don, Don, Don. Okay, Don. Here's the deal, because we got it. We got to go to a break here, uh, folks. When you come on the air, you got to get right to it. You got to get right to your point. We can't dilly dally. We have a lot of people wanting to weigh in here, and I'm, I'm not. I wish I could tell you where he was going with all of that, but I can't tell you that. So, look, uh, Don, if you can get it together, give us a call back, and we'll give another go at it. Eight four four. 747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Let's go to Joe and Ella J. Todd, I love your show, and I tell you what, I think you can be the difference in the in the Herschel Walker election. I think it's going to be extremely close. So with your great show, I think you could provide the winning margin for Herschel. So I just want to encourage all of your listeners certainly in the Georgia area, or if you know people in Georgia, please tell them to go vote for Herschel Walker because, you know, Warnick is a very big liberal, and you know that. We must get Herschel elected, and I think your great television, I mean, radio show could make the difference. Well, well I, I just want to encourage Yeah, thanks, Joe, and, and I hope it does. We're going to have Herschel on later this afternoon, and uh, we'll see how the campaign is going. No doubt about it, the Democrats are pouring hundreds of millions of dollars into that race. Barack Obama, or yeah, Barack Obama's boots on the ground there. Uh, apparently, 
They don't want Donald Trump campaigning for Herschel. We'll ask Herschel about that and find out what the heck happened there. We're going to be getting to your calls as well. 844-747-8868. Governor Christy Nome from South Dakota coming up next. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Coming up a little bit later, Herschel Walker will be here. Also, uh, talking to our good friends at Operation Christmas Child, Edward Graham uh, is going to be here from Samaritan's Purse. So you got to get those shoeboxes filled uh, so they can deliver those to boys and girls all over the world. I want to go right now, though, to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Very honored to have the great Republican governor of South Dakota, our good friend, Governor Christine Ohm. Governor, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's great to be with you, and Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you as well. And, and Governor, first of all, before we jump into TikTok, I just have to say congratulations on uh, the incredible victories that Republicans had in your state. Uh, a lot of people aren't talking about it. They're talking about Florida, but they ought to be talking about what happened in South Dakota as well. Well, you know, they should. Um, South Dakota is one of the very few places in the country where Republicans overperformed. They did better than expected, and I think it's because we did a big, massive get-out-the-vote effort and educated people not just on how bad Joe Biden is, but also on what we did here was right, and it created opportunity, and people are thriving. So we told our story about how we just did what conservatives believe, and it worked. So I think that made all the difference in the world. That It, it did, but there was something else. Uh, you governed smartly, and, and I know you took a couple of hits from conservatives on some issues, but the reality was you wanted to play smart politics. You wanted to make sure the legislation was perfect. And as a result of that, you know, there is a long-term benefit, which is those laws are standing in place and Republicans have strong majorities in the great state of South Dakota now. Oh, absolutely. So for, for what we should be doing as governors is passing good, strong bills that get that stand up in court, too, that, you know, can if they're because they're going to get challenged now. There's so many activist groups and so much money on the liberal side. They're going to challenge each piece of legislation in court. We got to make sure it's worded correctly, that it's strong, that it stands the test of a court challenge and that we 
don't set up for a failure of precedent that, that hurts us in the long run. So, yes, being strategic and smart is incredibly important in this day and age. Governor, you know, looking out across the country, what are some things that Republicans nationwide can learn from what you guys did so well in South Dakota? You know, I would say um, listen to the people and defend the Constitution. I mean, it's not rocket science. Um and then to communicate. Gosh, you know, I think a lot of politicians, if they run for elected office, um, something hard comes up, they quit talking and they hunker down and they talk. They say one line over and over or avoid the subject altogether. And all we've done and all I've done is tell people the truth. And it's, yes, I've caught a lot of different flack or different, you know, things have happened from time to time. But at the end of the day, people appreciated being genuine. They appreciated hearing the truth and they recognized that, that was the most honest thing to do. So, you know, just uphold the Constitution because every day we're seeing leaders in elected positions violate our our rights. And the Bill of Rights is something that I'm surprised by every single day is under attack here in this country now. No, you're right. And uh, the, the work you did over these years defending young biological female athletes, taking bold stands before many others, even within our own party, were willing to do that. I mean, you put your neck out there, you put it all on the line, and, and it ultimately paid off at the ballot box. But more importantly, you're standing up and defending these young girls. Yeah, you know, we had to do it correctly through executive order first, had an executive order in place from the moment that we had a a bill that failed in the legislature. And so if when they failed to pass something, I signed an executive order and then the next session passed the strongest bill in the country and educated people as to why it was important to create a level playing field for our girls, how hard we fought for that years ago and give them the opportunity to continue to succeed. Governor, you uh, speaking of executive orders, uh, you made headlines uh, just the other day by signing an executive order banning TikTok on uh, for state government agencies, employees, and contractors, specifically using uh, state devices. Why did you do that? Well, we're learning more and more every single day about the national security threat that TikTok is to our country and to our individual citizens. It's my job as governor to protect the people of South Dakota. We know that China is using TikTok and manipulating algorithms to gather information on the people in this country. They're not only gathering what kind of websites or videos that they watch and and learning from us that way. They're also potentially getting um, our keystrokes, what buttons we push on our phones, getting access to passwords could potentially violate our financial accounts and personal information, even health information. It's a real threat to our country. And we know China's our enemy. You know, they hate us. This is their agenda that they've had for hundreds of years is to destroy the United States of America. And they're using this app to gather more information about American citizens and, and uh, use it against us. So in South Dakota, we have banned uh, the app on our servers, on our networks, any state employee or contractor or someone who works with state government who accesses it or downloads the app uh, will face criminal penalties. And, uh, you know, that's something that, we sent a clear message that we have a lot of personal information in state government that we're not going to allow China to hack into um, by using this app. And I'm hopeful that other other leaders in other states and in Congress will do the same. 
Governor Christy Nome on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And, Governor, I mean, this is just a common-sense approach here, uh, and you're certainly, again, forging the path, uh, taking those those bold stands. Have you guys been able to determine uh, how many state workers had already downloaded TikTok or were using TikTok on their state devices? Well, the day as soon as I signed the executive order, we blocked it on all of our networks and all of our servers. So if they did have it on their state device or on their phone or laptop or computer, it immediately was not able to work or function because of the technology that we implemented immediately. Um, you know, and they all clearly have been communicated to that that in the future, you know, it would be a criminal penalty if they did so. Uh, so, you know, I, I think they appreciate the clarity, and I think a lot of folks saw the press release and saw, even in the state, people that didn't work for state government or interact with them said, oh, my goodness, I had no idea. And just the education of it, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes that um, I'm hoping is, you know, Congress looks at and jeepers, even this president, you know, does one thing to help protect us from China and their agenda. That'd be fantastic because. Um, you know, we know that for years China's manipulated their currency against us. They've stolen our intellectual property. They have, you know, treated us unfairly in trade agreements. They've built up their military. Um, you know, we know the real threat that they are. They're doing and gathering this information through TikTok to harm us as well. And Governor, not only uh, have you been uh, banning TikTok uh, and and taking the lead on that, um, also I noticed on your Twitter feed uh, you've been um, very outspoken about the attacks on our military and specifically these vaccine mandates. Um, writing uh, Biden's military vaccine mandates create a national security risk that impacts our defense capabilities. Oh, yeah, it's been a huge issue, this mandate coming out of the Pentagon that says that our National Guard has to get the COVID vaccine. Um, They haven't even given guidance on if somebody wanted to utilize religious exemptions, how they would do that or what would qualify. And it's a real recruitment issue. We are facing huge uh, problems with people being willing to sign up for the military, considering their woke agenda that they've implemented now and their training uh, and also with their mandates on vaccines, especially in regards to COVID in every branch of the military, but it is impacting our National Guard here too. And I think it's been extremely detrimental to their morale. Um, You know, when they've had different orders they've taken in the National Guard in the past, it's all made sense. It's been based on science. It's been something that's prepped them to go overseas or be deployed and and they knew it was in their best interest. Um, this vaccine and how it was approached and the way it's been implemented and mandated, they do not have that kind of confidence. That has not been the approach that Joe Biden has put forward towards them. And they don't feel appreciated or valued. And it's really detrimentally hurting my ability to get individuals to step up and serve. And that, at the end of the day, impacts this country. I've, since I've been governor, I've had National Guard activated every single day. Uh, every single day since I've been governed, governor, we've either had a a weather event, a tragedy, a flooding event, um, COVID pandemic, or federally deployed overseas on a mission or even down to the southern border to help secure our country. We're asking more and more of our National Guard every single day. And then to put forward this kind of mandate that's not based on science is incredibly discouraging to those men and women and their families. Now, Governor, I, this may be an unfair question to ask because I have no idea what I'm doing next week. But you know there have been a lot of rumblings about uh, Governor Nome's uh, life outside of South Dakota. And uh, I'm wondering, um, are you, what are you looking at uh, in 2024? Any, anything on the horizon for you? 
Oh, man, I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen in 2024, but my whole life is focused here in South Dakota. And uh, right now, and I'm just getting up every day, continuing to do uh, what people have trusted me to do. I was so thrilled to have their support in the election. I I talked to them about we're going to pass the largest tax cut in South Dakota history in the next couple of months here in our state. Going to continue to put money in people's pockets, give them the chance to earn more and pursue their dreams and their kids to do better. Uh, I'm excited about what we get the chance to do here in this state that'll send a message to the rest of the country on how to live the American dream. Well, it's it's a great answer to that question. And uh, I know a lot. you have a lot of fans around the country. Uh, just really appreciate the great work you're doing there. And the governor, wish you and the Nome family a, a really Merry Christmas. No, you too. You enjoy and, and get a little rest too, because we, we should wake up every day grateful and uh, thankful that, that we live where we do. It's, it's the most special place in the world. Well said. All right, Governor Christino, everybody, uh, the great Republican governor from South Dakota, and uh, they aren't talking about her as possible presidential material. Um, she would make look if Trump is if Trump is running, which he is running, uh, she would make a great uh, vice presidential candidate uh, if DeSantis decides not to. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. When we come back, open line Fridays. So uh, whatever you want to talk about on Friday, we will tackle those questions. Again, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, let's get uh, to the phones. By the way, you'll be able to listen to that full interview with Governor Nome over on the website, ToddSterns.com. Let's go to South Haven, Mississippi. Andrew, listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM. Hi, Andrew. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Todd. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you for asking. What's on your mind? Hey, um, Todd, the reason I was calling was just to encourage uh, Republican voters on your um, listening to call their senators and defeat the, um, so that we can defeat this journalism competition and preservation act. Um, this is dangerous legislation that would basically create a media monopoly between big tech, um, and the liberal media to further, uh, push their radical left wing agenda on, on Americans. So the so the act that you're talking about has caused a lot of controversy within the Republican Party. Uh, interestingly enough, Senator Ted Cruz actually supports this. Uh, Senator John Kennedy, the Republican uh, from Louisiana, co-sponsored this uh, legislation. And in a nutshell, 
it would require the it would allow the legacy media outlets and we're talking about newspapers specifically uh it would allow them to to decide on fees for google and yahoo and other uh website portals that use their content so they the newspapers are contending that because people can call up their stories on social media for free that it is therefore hurting their bottom line and they want the ability to basically uh, act as a union of sorts and dictate fees to uh, to the uh, the internet Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it, I guess you have a little bit better understanding of it than me. But yes, sir, I was looking at it. And, you know, I was just going to mention that, you know, Todd, we can't de- depend on Republicans in the Senate to save us because, you know, the Republican establishment um, does not have the best interests of Republican voters at heart. Um, I, I know that from firsthand experience. My Senator Roger Wicker does not represent um, the needs of his constituents in Mississippi. Um, years ago, he voted for an amnesty bill, um, and, you know, he just um, – he's part of the Republican establishment. And Republican voters have to be more careful in the future of who they select in their primaries. Um, we can't just vote for the people that have been in office the longest. You know, um, that's just not going to do it anymore, you know, unless we vote for people, you know, of the likes of Matt Gates or Bob Good of Virginia – very little is going to change in our country. It's a good point you raise, uh, and and it, I've been very disappointed in in Wicker and the, the you know the fact that he is not standing up for conservatives in the state of Mississippi. Uh, we're pretty blessed across the state line from you in Tennessee. We've got uh, we've got Bill Haggerty and Marsha Blackburn. Uh, they're they're doing a great job. But you're right, Andrew, and this is going to require a lot of work and thinking on behalf of Republican voters. You're going to have to do your homework. You're going to have to ask the tough questions. And my philosophy is if you're not willing to answer those questions, you don't get my vote. Yes, sir. And could I just mention one last point um, as far as that? Yes, sir. Um, I would encourage Republican voters across the country, do not give money to um, the Republican National Senatorial Committee, any of those organizations with the name Republican in front of them. If you're giving money to them, you're giving money to Mitch McConnell, um, who gave money to Lisa Murkowski, you know, and basically, you know, threw away our chances of potentially winning the Senate with Blake Masters. Um, It's very frustrating. So give money to individual candidates. Do your research. Give money to individual candidates, not the Republican establishment. All right. Well said, Andrew. Appreciate the call. Thank you for listening to KWAM. Uh, Let's go to Lola in Hendersonville, North or Henderson, North Carolina. Lola, what's on your mind? Well, this is Hendersonville, North Carolina, WHKT. I listen to but um, I wanted to tell a story that gives you a picture of Herschel Walker's heart. When I had my daughter, she was nine years old, and she had cerebral palsy. And we lived in a town about 50 miles from Athens, and Herschel was playing football at the University of Georgia. And we went over to Athens for dinner one night, and we were sitting there, and he, Herschel, we didn't know it at the time, but this fellow walked in with a young lady and sat down at a table. And my husband said to me, why, you know, I believe that's Herschel Walker. And I said, you would say any big fellow like that that walked in here was Herschel Walker. And he turned to my daughter, who was in the wheelchair, and said, Elizabeth, go over and ask 
that man if he's Herschel Walker. So she wheeled over and she said, are you Herschel Walker? And he said, yes. Would you like to have dinner with me? And she pulled her wheelchair right up to his table, and she had dinner. Now, the young lady with him was his sister that was running on the track team at the time. Is that so right? Elizabeth, yes. So Elizabeth had dinner with Herschel and his sister. And so when we got ready to leave, we walked over and said, well, we'd like to pay for your dinner. And he said, oh, no way. She was my date. <laughs> what a great story. Oh, so, wow. So, again, yeah, it's... Go, go ahead, Lola. He just has a special place in my heart because he was so kind to my daughter, Elizabeth, who was in the wheelchair, cerebral palsy, and mildly handi- mentally handicapped. And he just took her right in, you know, and that's just precious. Well, I'll be, well you know, Herschel's going to be on this show a little bit later on, so you're going to want to listen, and I'll be sure to mention uh, mention that moment with, uh, with your daughter, Elizabeth. Okay, thank you. But he's uh, just a precious fellow to us, and we sh- we don't live in Georgia now, but we're sure pulling for him. All right. Well, Lola, God bless you. And, of course, if you're a Democrat, it wouldn't matter. You could just vote for him from North Carolina. But that's what the Democrats do. But Lola's a Republican, so she plays by the rules. All right, folks, hang tight. We have hour or two coming up. Ed Graham from Saperington's Purse, Trish Regan, and Herschel Walker. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. We're just getting started, folks. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my word. I We can't even play this video for you because the audio quality is so horrible. And, the, well, the audio quality is fine. It's Joe Biden's voice that's the problem. Uh, Biden was asked just a few seconds ago, uh, a reporter said, why aren't you going to Georgia to help Senator Wardock? Which seems to be a legitimate question. I mean, you got uh, what uh, Barack Hussein Obama down there campaigning everybody else, but not President Biden. So anyway, uh, the, the reporter said, how come you're not going down to Georgia to help Senator Warnock? And so Biden says, well, I'm going to Georgia today to help Senator Warren. And then he stops, and then he says, oh, not to Georgia. I'm going to help Senator Warren. He confused Georgia with Massachusetts, and he confused Elizabeth Warren with Raphael Warnock. This this man is not well. And then, well, here we go. All right, let, we're, we're going to play it, and you can hear it for yourself. Why are you going to Georgia to help Senator Warnock? I'm going to Georgia today to help Senator Warren, not to Georgia. I'm going to help Senator Warren today. I'm doing a major fundraiser up in Boston. Today for for, for the uh, our next and continued Senate candidate, Senator. All right, uh, and then yesterday he called uh, the Marquis of uh, the Marquis de Lafayette, uh, Marcus, and uh, well, here's what he called here's what he called France. Cut five. France was our first ally, first country to fly the American flag after our revolution, and Frank hosted the first diplomatic post. Before, more than anything else, France has been our first friend. <laughs> Good Lord, help us. All right, there you go. Uh, crazy stuff. Oh, we also got a little handsy. 
by the way, yesterday, last night at the state dinner, uh, rubbing the back of uh, the, the president of France's uh, wife. You got Mark, uh, yeah, Marcon's wife. Uh, that's going to be an international incident there. Uh, welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program, everybody. Glad to have you with us. A lot going on this hour. We've got Herschel Walker coming up, Trish Regan. But right now, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have with us uh, the VP of Operations over at Samaritan's Purse, our good friend Edward Graham. Edward, hope you're doing good today. Todd, I'm doing great. Thanks for having us on. Well, we're very excited about Operation Christmas Child, and I have to imagine you guys are, what, neck deep in shoeboxes right now. Yeah, we are. I just was across the street at the Boone Processing Center. We have processing centers all over the country, um, but I was the one, the Boone one here, with some of our law enforcement that are volunteering. The other volunteers, we got people from all over the country here to process, to inspect the shoeboxes before they go out. It is a crazy time, but it's a fun time. Yeah, I have to imagine it is. So all the boxes should be in by now. Is that right? What's the timeline here? Yeah, they, we've already we're complete with National Collection Week. Um, so all the we have partner churches, uh, a couple thousand churches around the U.S. Uh, that collect these boxes from volunteers that pack them. Then they bring them to our distribution centers, and that's where we go through them, inspect, and make sure they have appropriate items. They don't have perishable goods in there. Make sure they don't have war toys in there because many of these are going to areas that are of worn torn areas um so you can still drop off shoe boxes at our collection centers our national collection centers but um processing centers but there's no more as far as church uh, donations coming through um but yeah we're excited we're hoping for about 11 million shoe boxes this year and remember these are not just gifts toys and many of these kids have never received a toy in their life and so to be there and watch them open their gifts nothing but pure joy and excitement and and tell folks pure joy go on sorry Tell, and tell folks what goes into those shoeboxes and, and how that process works. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah, so we just ask people to take a, a shoebox or one of our boxes that we provide and to fill it full of toys for an age appropriate. You can go online and look. We have certain age groups between boys and girls, and so you can make your, your toys appropriate for that sex, one of the two sexes. Um, but we asked, you know, like for a boy, like a great gift is a soccer ball that's deflated, and then you put a pump in there. You, you send a soccer ball to anywhere in the world they'll put air in it and it's a game in no time uh, a little doll for girls coloring books crowns you know things that we kind of take for granted as simple gifts to a kid that's never received anything that is their of their own value you know something for themselves it is huge to watch but each gift that goes out is given the gospel presentation each child hears the gospel in their own language and is given material in their own language to help them understand that jesus christ loved them Loved them so much that he died on the cross for them. And that's what we want this Christmas, every kid around the world to know, that Jesus loves them. Now, uh, SamaritansPurse.org, uh, folks, that is the website, SamaritansPurse.org, and we have a direct link on our live show blog over at our website. Um, Edward, we understand, I know you, were, you guys are aiming for 11 million shoeboxes, but this is actually, um, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, our good friend Colton Dixon was hanging out with you guys in yeah. Franklin, Tennessee, for the what two hundred millionth shoebox? Yeah, this year we're hope we're going. To, well, we know we're going to deliver our two hundredth million shoebox, and we plan on taking that to Ukraine. A little girl that received a box in Ukraine, her name was Elizabeth Groff. When she was a child, she received one in an orphanage when she was very bitter, and it's an incredible testimony. You can go on her on her web page and hear her story. But she's going to take. She's going around the the world. We pack shoeboxes not just in the U.S. but Canada, um, Australia the UK, uh, South Korea, and she's gone to all those locations and gotten 
toys from those countries and put them in a box, and we're going to deliver it to Ukraine, to a child in war-torn Ukraine, and let them know that Jesus loves them. I just think that's that's terrific. Now, i got to ask you about Colton. He's he's a regular on this show. Um, yeah. Did he have difficulty putting all the stuff into the shoebox? You, you can be honest with us, Edward. <laughs> no, I can tell you what. He's more talented than I am anyway, so I'm not going to badmouth Colton, but we appreciate you know, We have a lot of people that are friends in the ministry, and we're fortunate for people just like him that participate um, and, and know that, hey, it's not about just simple toy. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why we do it. If it wasn't about the gospel and sharing the gospel of Jesus, we wouldn't we wouldn't do it. And it's just not the what most people think is the shoebox ministry. We also do something called the Greatest Journey. And since 2009, we've had 31 million kids go through a 12 lesson discipleship program. So these are kids that we know that have made decisions for Christ, and we teach them how to be disciples. That's 31 million new believers of kids out there that are wow. bold and sharing the gospel. And kids are not afraid. Have you been around I, my kids? Sometimes the things that come out of their mouth shock me, but they are bold, and they're bold with the gospel, and they'll go share it with their parents and with their neighbors when sometimes adults won't. You you mentioned this young lady uh, from from Ukraine. Are, do you guys bit. do you guys get a lot of response back from uh, kids when they get older? Yes, we do. We actually a lot of people. And we actually have a speaking series that goes around kids that receive two boxes and how it impacted their lives and decisions for Christ. You know Elizabeth's story. When we found out about it, she would. She had been adopted, but her family, uh, her mother in Ukraine, um, had poisoned their little, her little sister with alcohol. And she saw her mom kill the child, so she took her other sibling and they ran. And they went to an orphanage. Um, and then her little sister uh, had a different father. He came and got her, but she was stuck in the orphanage and she was bitter and angry. And then when she got an OCC box, she realized that someone out there does love her, someone she doesn't even know. And this, the idea then of Jesus Christ loving her someone that she didn't know before. That was a whole new concept to her. And so we hear stories about this all the time, especially even in Muslim countries where the gospel is hard to penetrate. You hear these stories of these kids, you know, who's Jesus and why does he love me? And uh, for many, it's the first time they've ever heard the gospel. And we're going to unreached people groups, unreached people around the globe. And these are pastors and missionaries that are bold for the gospel. And they'll build a building knowing that if they do an OCC distribution, the church will be planted there. And that's boldness, and that's uh, that's God, and um, we're just fortunate and blessed to be a part of it. Well, this is just, it's such great news to hear, and uh, we're so excited about the work that you guys are doing. Uh, lots of other ministries coming out of Samaritan's Purse, and uh, it's uh, so so inspiring uh, to, to hear that people here in this country are volunteering their time and their money and their uh, resources to uh, make sure that children all over the world have a, have a good Christmas. And we are working. You brought you talk about the volunteers. You know, we can't do it without the support of the volunteers in the church, and we're so thankful. So we do. We still need volunteers. If you live in California, um, in the Atlanta area, Chicago, Baltimore, uh, Dallas, and Denver, um, in the Charlotte areas, and even around Boone, you can sign up and come process shoeboxes uh, this this holiday season. Love it. All right, folks, uh, you've heard the rally cry from Edward Graham, so uh, get over to SamaritansPurse.org and uh, get all the information you need to volunteer your time, and let's make sure these shoeboxes get to these boys and girls all over all over the world. All right, Edward, we're going to leave it there. Uh, always appreciate you coming on the program and hope you and the Graham family have a Merry Christmas. Todd, you're awesome. Thanks for having us, and Merry Christmas. 
All right. There you go, folks. And by the way, I would love to hear from you. If if you or your church, uh, you guys took part in Operation Christmas Child, we'd love to hear what that was like. Uh, today is Open Line Friday, so you can call in, talk about really whatever you whatever's on your mind. Uh, we'll be taking your calls, 844-747-8868. That is a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Our website, by the way, ToddSterns.com, and we have all all sorts of great resources, great stories for you there. Folks, uh, we already know President Trump, he's going to run. Ron DeSantis rising fast in the polls, and Newsmax is conducting its own urgent poll. Do you want Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis as your candidate in 2024? Newsmax wants to know what you think. Big question. And you can vote in the Newsmax poll, Trump versus DeSantis. All you have to do is text the word SKIP to 39747. That's SKIP to 39747. Literally takes a second to let your voice be heard. Folks, I don't know about you guys, but I love Newsmax TV. They're doing some great work, by the way. was on Newsmax yesterday, and uh, we'll tell you more about that uh, after we get back from break. Uh, but they're even beating CNN in some of the key ratings now. So make the switch today to Newsmax and be sure to vote in their poll. Who do you like, Trump or DeSantis? Text SKIP to 39747. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, News from Disney, which used to be the happiest place on Earth. Now it's sort of the freakiest place on Earth. I don't... You know, I just don't understand all the stuff going on at Disney right now. They had a good thing going, right? They had Mickey Mouse. They had the little goofy thing. They got all the little princesses. And uh, they got Tinkerbell. And uh, who's uh, Tinkerbell's friend? Uh, Oh, Peter Pan. Was that Peter Pan? I can't. No, it's not Lucifer. No, it's not Lucifer. That's that's Disney. Uh, oh, it is Disney. So maybe it could be. I don't know. Now that they're they've got the whole uh, you know we love Satan a TV show on Disney Plus. Anyway, Disney has just announced the Splash Mountain closing date. Uh, for those of you who've been to Disney, you know the Splash Mountain very popular, also very controversial uh, because it was racist. Uh, Splash Mountain's theme was around the uh, 1946 film Song of the South. And (laughs) what were they doing on the ride? I don't think I've actually ridden Splash Mountain before. I don't think I've been on Splash Mountain, so I'm not sure. Uh, Ben Dieter, our news anchor, filling in for Grace Baker, who had to step out. Uh, Dieter, you ever been down to Disney? Ever been on Splash Mountain? I cannot say that I have. Okay. Have you? Uh, you no, said no. No, I haven't. So I was just wondering what was racist about it. What is it? Uh, you're riding along and you got what? Bubba Wallace's uh, garage with the noose. I went last year and uh, we did ride Splash Mountain, but it was, uh, I mean, it was just looked like, I don't remember much about it, but it was just like a bunch of redneck beavers singing songs. <laughs> redneck beavers? That's pretty much songs. like, if I remember correctly, that's what it's. That's what it seemed like. I, you're sure you're certain they're beavers. I don't know if they're beavers. That's just the picture in my head right now. Were, were, were there like people dressed in clan robes, burning crosses, or anything on the ride? Did you I, catch any of that? I didn't action? see any of that. I feel like I, that would be pretty memorable. Yeah, you see, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, you know, what what's the deal here? Were there a bunch of rednecks in pickup trucks chasing no people? No lynchings. No, no, no lynchings. No. Nothing of that nature. All right. Well, th- thank you, Kyle. I. 
<laughs> I just redneck beavers who who would have did they have mullets? Do they look like what's the what's uh it's Miley Cyrus? It's not my no Miley didn't have the mullet. It was Daddy. What was his name? Billy Ray. Oh, geez, hello. Yet another reason why if you have a mullet, you should not procreate. So anyway, back to the story here. Disney says they're going to shut this thing down January 23rd, and they're going to completely redo it. And they're going to call it, instead of Splash Mountain, they're going to call it Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So Yeah, that's, that's going to be a big popular thing. So uh, anyway, all you folks at Disney, uh, you are now going to get a politically correct uh, theme ride over at uh, Disney World. 844-747-8868. I'm going to take Kyle's word for it that those were beavers, but if you've been on Splash Mountain, uh, maybe you can give us a report of what's actually uh, there on the the mountain. Oh, uh, Obama in the news talking about crazy Uncle Joe. Take a listen. I know some folks in our lives who we don't wish them ill will, they say crazy stuff. We're all like, well, you know, Uncle Joe, you know what happened to him. You know, it's okay. It, it, they're part of the family. But you don't give them serious responsibilities. My brother, my brother and my sister, they're part of the family. Obama's got his black preacher voice on down in Georgia. Hi there, Georgia. It's a Reverend Barack Hussein Obama. Assalamu alaikum, y'all. You know, the guy, even aside from the fact that we don't know who Crazy Uncle Joe is, we have our thoughts on that. We've got some thoughts. Well, was he talking about the president of the United States? Did we get confirmation on that, Todd? Well, well that's, I mean, that's what they call him, Uncle Joe, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't make that part up. He called... <laughs> Here's what, but here's what gets me about this. It's the tone and the tenor. This guy is a jerk. Not crazy, Uncle Joe. Talking about B.H. Obama. B.H., the guy is just, it's, he's so condescending. He reminds me, we can't say the P word on the air, right? We, we can't call Barack Obama the P word. No, not that P word, the other P word. Can we call him a pissant? I think we can call him a pissant. This guy is just a jerk. Go back and listen to it again. Can we play it again? know some folks in our lives who we don't wish them ill will they say crazy stuff we're all like well you know uncle joe you know what happened to him you know it's okay they're part of the family but you don't give them serious responsibilities okay yeah we all know what happened to crazy uncle joe he's in the white house sir we all know we got some people in our family. That's not his real voice, ladies and gentlemen. That's condescension right there. He doesn't talk. He, he will not have that kind of tone and tenor when he's speaking to a white group of people. And that's what bothers me. You know who used to do that? Willard Mitt Romney coming down to the southern states pretending to like fried chicken and grits. We know he doesn't like fried chicken and grits. Most southerners don't like grits. Well, just don't tell everybody that. I just, my apologies. But you know what I'm talking about. And by the way, if you're going to eat grits, don't eat the white stuff that you buy in the store. You got to have the, you know, the stone ground corn grits. All right. All right. I'm, I promised I was not going to get it, get off on a tangent on food today. 
But anyway, uh, there you go. Crazy Uncle Joe. I think he's talking about Joe Biden because you know what Barack Hussein Obama once said, that, you know, leave it to Biden to blank everything up. So that's his words, not mine. All right, got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Trish Regan coming up next. zippity doo da zippity a. I don't think Hitler was a good guy. I get the uh, the Hugo Boss uniforms, amazing. Uh, but I mean, just because you're in love with the design, you're a designer. Can we just kind of say, like, you like the you like the uniforms? But that's about no, it. No, we we no. I, there, there's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. A lot of things. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out the Hugo Boss thing. Uh, that was that was Kanye West, now known as Ye, on Alex Jones, and the the, the interview was just insane. And it goes on and on and on. And basically, uh, Kanye says he just he loves Hitler. He's a big fan of Hitler. I mean, he's basically making Alex Jones look like I don't know Walter Cronkite. That turn the friggin' frogs gay. Let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now. Our good friend, host of the Trish Regan Show, the proprietor of TrishIntel.com, Trish Regan. Hey, Trish. Hey, Don. Wow. Um, Kanye yeah, West. disgusting. Just, wow. Uh, you know, I, I mean, why? It's, it's The whole thing is just revolting. So disgusting. Those two, I mean, I, I, there are no words to describe just how revolted I am by all of it. All of it. It's, uh, and again, when you listen to the guy, clearly he's got some, some issues going on. But regardless, you know, platforming someone like, someone like that at this point is, is just ludicrous. And yeah, I mean, they've all got issues going on. I mean, they all really and truly, I mean, it's just, I agree with you. I mean, th- there should be, no platform for him whatsoever. There shouldn't be any platform. It sounds like one of them just filed for Chapter 11. So, you know what? No more, no more platforms for the insanity. I'm sorry. You know I believe in the freedom of speech. But uh, I think Elon Musk made the right call on this one, uh, getting rid of that Twitter account, because that is it's just disgusting. And and yeah, it, there's a lot to unpack, and uh, you know we'll certainly we'll certainly do that over the coming days. Uh, when you throw in what happened at Mar-a-Lago, it looks clear to me that Kanye was trying to, in some weird way, sabotage Donald Trump, uh, stabbing a very good friend in the back. And you know, Trump says he didn't know who all these people were. My issue is not necessarily with Trump; it's with the people who the staffers who let those people into Mar-a-Lago. Sure. I, I hear you. I mean, as soon as I heard that story, I thought to myself, I bet you he didn't know who was actually there. Yeah, and I'm sure with enough, you. That was, yeah. that was it. Um, it he, it, I know he's thought Kanye was pretty nuts in the past. I agree with you. I'm sure that he had to signed off, right? Okay, you know, Kanye's coming to dinner, but probably didn't know who else was going to be there. And my thought is maybe he wasn't entirely sure just how crazy the guy had become right so he's like okay it'll be a funny interesting 
weird dinner, but um, that one was really weird, and, and the and the guy who was accompanying him, of course, uh, even weirder. So, yes, I think it's possible he did it deliberately. It's also possible that Kanye or Yee or whatever the heck you want to call him is just a nut job, and he's just a nutcase, and everybody should just stay away. I'm going with nut job. I like your I like your analysis of that, Trish. Uh, but, but again, but these Democrats, all I got to say about this, I want to move on quickly. We have so much to cover with you, but they're all upset about the the thing at Mar-a-Lago. Joe Biden bragged about having lunch and hanging out and palling around with known white supremacists and people who voted against the Civil Rights Act. You had Barack Obama palling around. With Louis Farrakhan, was it, no, I'm sorry, um, Louis Farrakhan, yeah, and the cam- and the campaign yeah. they hid, they intentionally hid <laughs> the photographs because they were afraid of the optics, as they should be. I mean, why does Louis Farrakhan have a platform of any kind? The anti-Semitism from these people it is just nauseating, and it's wrong, and it's not. It's not keeping with who we need to be as human beings. So the idea that the Democrats or anybody would give them any kind of voice, any kind of platform, again, you know what? You can think what you want. You can say what you want. But why are we holding them up to any kind of um, aspirational thought, if you would? And and I think that that's where uh, anybody who was seen on a campaign in a campaign moment with the likes of Louis Farrakhan, ought to really do some soul searching. And and of course that was uh, during uh, back in two thousand five. And uh, folks, it's a, it's an amazing story, but they intentionally hid that photograph. They were afraid it might hurt uh, future uh, presidential aspirations. And uh, so Farrakhan wrote about it in a book. Bizarre. Uh, Trish Regan on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Trish, uh, the looming railroad strike. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like we're about to nationalize our railroads. <laughs> well, is this not a little bit weird, the whole thing? Because I keep looking at this and saying, wait a second, wasn't wasn't Joe Biden like all about unions? Wasn't he like all for them and now he's going to force them to take a deal? I, I mean, he's the one that negotiated this deal and he's saying, okay, you got to take it. I just think that it, it's a little bit of... of irony here it kind of reminds remember when reagan <laughs> told the air traffic controllers okay you got to take the deal or else i i think um I, I suspect joe biden would like to nationalize a whole lot of things it's just you know you got this funny thing called human will in the way it's a good point a fair point uh story coming out yesterday that gannett is laying off thousands of journalists i believe the new york times uh having money trouble uh, CNN laying off hundreds of workers as well. What's going on in the broadcast industry right now, Trish? This cannot bode well for the economy. Well, I think what you're probably seeing is a pullback in ad spending. I mean, we've already heard it from the likes of Google and some of the bigger internet tech companies. So Facebook has said the same thing. I mean, the revenue has been slowing. And so when you start seeing it catch up with sort of those mainstream media players, I think it's telling you something very similar, Todd, that there's an expectation of a slowdown. Whether or not they've seen that slowdown in revenue just yet or not is not entirely clear, but 
then when you see that they're preparing for something, I, I think that does say something. The other reality, Todd, and you know this and I know this, is that the media is very different now than it was five years ago or 10 years ago, certainly 10 years ago, but even just even three years ago, right? Everything has changed such a rapid pace, and it's become quite specialized and quite particular. And someone, for example, that listens to my podcast, they may listen to mine, they listen to yours. Are they listening to CNN or watching CNN at Najam? Probably not. And so I think you're seeing a lot of people go out and seek the personalities that they want to hear from. And they're not just taking whatever the networks are dishing out. They're going and finding what they want to, to listen to and, and where they're going to learn the most. They're finding those personalities and those platforms. And so how does the CNN compete like that? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I always have I've been a big believer in content all along. I think content will always continue to play such a dominant and important role. The content creators matter. But does the network, does the mechanism matter as much? All that infrastructure, maybe they're starting to figure this out and they're paring down in preparation. And, you know, that's an interesting point. Um, and, you know, as they're announcing these layoffs, uh, you have Congress right now debating the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act uh, because, you know, the, these newspapers are now blaming their demise on on big tech when in fact the reality is nobody does nobody wants to read their stuff i mean it's so they're wanting big tech google to pay for a product that even their own subscribers will no longer pay for it's a very confusing time in, in that respect i mean i have a lot of mixed feelings on this in some ways one of the frustrations i have is that google has the ability to say whether you know something's going to get through or not and that is very troubling because it's almost like, Todd, think about it. It's almost like you're the local newspaper. Or I'm the local newspaper with our podcast or radio or whatever it may be. I'll, I'll go with the podcast example. Pretend that podcast of yours, Todd, is like a local newspaper. Well, you got to put it on the truck, right, to get it out to the people that want it. Well, what if somebody had control over all those trucks and said, we're not going to let your newspaper out today because we don't like what you were saying during March of 2020. And consequently, you know, you dared to, to question something. How dare you question that? And consequently, you're, the, the trucks are shut down. And I think that analogy sort of applies to the fear people have over the, the power of these big tech companies, right? Because you look at what's going on in China right now, right, with, with Apple, and suddenly the terms of service sort of get changed on all the people there because the government wants it to and pressures Apple to do that. Or you think about Elon Musk, and he said that Apple's threatening to take him off of the Apple platform uh, on iPhones. We only have the Apple platform and the, and the Android platform, so it doesn't leave a ton of options for people. These are concerning times, and you know, I, 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 don't, I think people, individuals should pay for content. That's important. Go and get the content you want, but let's make sure when you want to get it, you can get it. Fair enough. Uh, Trish, what's coming up on the uh, the big podcast? Well, we're talking about that exact issue, actually, because I've got a gentleman joining who was one of the original creators of artificial intelligence back in the early 1980s. And he's just stunned by all the 
the turns that it has taken. And of course, it's more and more prevalent in our lives. And his fear is that it's really taking over in some interesting ways. He's got actually a great fiction book out on it, science fiction, actually. But he knew so much about this industry from the very beginning. So I look forward to talking to him. And of course, you know, I'm always all over the economy. We got some good jobs numbers today, but you know what, Todd, I'm not buying it. I think that we are still in for some very, very troubling times. I'm thrilled that the job market is holding up and it's a little bit peculiar, but we're going to dig into what's really going on. And that is um, that we're, we're, we're entering challenging, difficult times and all the layoffs that you're seeing right now, that's contributing to it. So yeah, this report was good, but I don't think you're going to have too many more that are that good. I think that by the time these interest rates, and it always takes six to nine months, you know, for the Federal Reserve interest rates to catch up with the overall economy, we're going to start seeing some very different numbers and some very different things. All right. Trish Regan, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite podcasters and human beings. Uh, You can find out more information, trishintel.com. You can also follow her on Trish underscore Regan on social media. Trish, always good hanging out with you. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much, Todd. All right. Merry Christmas. Trish Regan, everybody. And uh, we've got a link to Trish's uh, info over on the website. All right. Uh, The Associated Press wrote a story the other day about Uber and Lyft drivers. And I finally, I guess last year, I finally decided to join the the ranks of the people that were uh, Ubering. And uh, I like it. It's nice uh, whenever I'm out and about. A lot easier than hailing a taxi cab um, around uh, some of the big cities. Uh, the Associated Press, though, uh, did a feature story, and it was actually—I was really surprised. It was a very affirmative piece about Uber drivers who are Christians, and many of them play Christian music in their cars, or they listen to sermons in their cars, and apparently, that is a problem among among atheists. So, the Freedom from Religion Foundation read this story and became immediately aggrieved. And they say that it's uh, it's appalling that Uber drivers would use their cars as sort of a mobile Christian ministry center. Uh, they say that drivers are now discriminating against atheists by playing Christian music in their cars, cars they own, by the way. And now they want Uber and Lyft to implement policies that would forbid the drivers from sharing their faith in the cars that they own. So... Uh, the Freedom from Religion Foundation, which is a Wisconsin-based group of uh, atheists, they fired off letters to both of the companies, and they're accusing some of the drivers of proselytizing riders, and they want something done about it. Do you have a problem with this? When you're getting into a taxi cab or an Uber, or let's just say a, fr- a-, a friend is offering you a lift somewhere and they're playing Christian music, are you offended by that? Does that bother you? Should Uber drivers play something more generic? No, I don't. What do you mean generic? I don't know. Generic, classical music, I guess, or yeah, certainly rap, hip hop, but I, I don't know. But it seems to me with all the road rage out there, you would want a, a driver, an Uber driver, who would be calm and cool and collected and have that inspirational message in the car. I mean, there is a reason why Gary Underwood asked Jesus to take the wheel and not an atheist. 
That's all I'm saying. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, let's get over to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Roger in Portland, Maine and Lobster Country. And Roger, I understand you're an Uber driver. Yes, sir, Todd. Thank you for taking my call. I've been driving Uber for seven years in Portland, and the past two have been the absolute worst for what you were just talking about. Really? Why is that? I'll give you an example. Well, because people are messed up, and it's the whole woke crowd. Uh, And that's changed the dynamic of Ubering tremendously. Right now, it's the Christmas season. I'm a Christian. I love Christian music. Um, I don't play a lot of Christian music in the car, but with Christmas, I love having the Christmas carols on. And Christmas carols are very offensive to a lot of people. And you know what? I'm very sorry, but I keep playing them. (laughs) If they don't like it, I will put them out of the car. Good for you. Yeah, and it's... Same thing. If I do have Christian music playing, uh, I shut it off when when I got a customer coming in because it tends to uh, get people uncomfortable. And not me, but I don't want incidents with riders. So they get Uh, triggered is what you're saying. They get triggered. Oh, yeah. And you can see them get all uptight and jumpy and just acting weird. And uh, it's... It's really not good. Roger, I'm curious. I want to go back to the Christmas carols. So, do they ever say what bothers them or offends them about the Christmas carols? Todd, I had a woman this morning. She jumped in my car, and the first words out of her mouth were, oh, <laughs> Christmas carols. And I said, would you like me to turn them off? And she goes, no, I just don't like them. And I don't know why. And I didn't press it. I don't want to, I don't want to push their buttons any more than I have to. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Uh, that's fair enough. Yeah, look, again, if it's your car, I think you can pretty much listen to whatever you want to listen to. For me, whenever I hop in, uh, the drivers are nice about that and and I'll say, "No, look, whatever, you know, whatever keeps you going, I, I'm good with." So, I, you know, it Yeah, and I give people the option. I I ask them is there something you'd like to listen to or is there, do you have a favorite station? And uh, not very many people choose to change it. Roger, I, I got to ask you this question: um, Do you play the Todd Stearns radio show when you have a, a customer in? I hope I haven't triggered too many of your your writers. You do, you do trigger people sometimes, and oh, I do play it. I play your show. I listen. I have Ray on the radio from WLOB all the time, and there are times when I tone it down. Uh, I, I have to shut it off because I know there's some issues that we talk about on these shows. That oh are, yeah. A little sensitive. Wow. And Todd Starnes and the, the baby Jesus. Triggering yeah. triggering poor Roger's customers. Hey Roger, we gotta skid out of they're yelling at us to we you know we you know how it goes. Hey, you be safe out there on the roads, Roger. God bless you. Merry Christmas. You keep playing those Christmas carols in the Todd Starnes show.
live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. So happy to have you with us today. By the way, busy uh, busy day around here and some, some family news. Many of you know that Kyle is a member of the Stearns family. And typically, the Stearns family has pretty much been somewhat a dog family. I mean, we do have a couple of cats and the, uh, you know, aunts and uncles with cats and whatnot, but typically a dog family. But Kyle shocked all of us uh, just the other day by, and you said you were getting a cat. You know, it was kind of a unfortunate thing because I've always never, or I've never been a cat person, but then we got an apartment and I felt bad putting a dog in an apartment. So I was like, well, I got, I got to get something. So I had to get a cat. Is this an indoor cat or an outdoor cat or is it sort of half and half? Well, it's definitely going to stay an indoor cat. All right. So, I, I don't want her to run away. Okay. Well, that's good. And you don't want the cat bringing, you know, the cats will bring you stuff. Like oh, they the, bring you little presents. Like the, you know, the birds, the gerbils, you know, the rats. You name it. That's what I'm not wanting. Okay, well, that makes sense. And then you got to worry about the fleas. You see, I just, I'm not a cat person because I don't think cats, even the most loving of the cats, I don't think they really love you. No, you're there for them. They run the house. The cats wear the pants <laughs> in the house is, is, the whole, is the whole shtick. That's what they realize. They're like, you're going to work. You're paying the rent. I know my place All right, now. So you got the cat? So I got you- the cat. I got her yesterday. I paid for her, I think, Wednesday. Got her yesterday. And she is at home. Wait, you bought it? You spent money well, on the cat? $10. $10. Jeez, Alou. It's a cheap cat. It was a cheap cat. Hopefully she doesn't act like it. Could have thrown in a few more bucks. <laughs> you don't want the fur to fall out in a couple of weeks. I mean, come on. It's, so you got the cat. So you were te- we were having this conversation, and I was shocked that you have yet to name your cat. I haven't. I'm like, I really, I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm not great at naming things. So if we could have some help. I like... I love music, and I really want to get a name that involves music. So How I, large is the cat? Is it a is it a skinny cat or is it a well rounded cat? Well, it'll probably be a well rounded cat living in my house. What about while. Lizzo? What about <laughs> here, Lizzo? No, Lizzo. That's cinnamon buns for me. I want a nice cat. If I name it Lizzo, it's going to be very angry cat. Oh, that's start oh. hissing at us. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, so you need a name for the cat. I was. It was funny because I was. Uh, we always have one of the uh, cable news channels on uh, here in the studio, and I glanced over, and they were doing a story on the top cat names of 2022, and uh, the top three are Bella and Lily, the cat, and Luna. So Luna was actually an option because one of my favorites. I have a song. One of my favorite songs is called Luna. So that was definitely was an option. Okay. All right. So so your aunt and uncle, or your I'm sorry, your grandparents, my aunt and uncle, uh, they have they had many cats over the years. They had Baby Moses and Kitty Wayne, among others. <laughs> they they had another one called Berserko, who they think was some sort of it had like a. Uh, some sort of a, a split personality. Oh, I remember Berserko. You remember Berserko. Yeah, Berserko <laughs> is not a pleasant animal at all. <laughs> the name definitely fit. <laughs> yeah. When you're naming your cat Berserko, just stay away. Stay far away. All right, so we're going to try to help you out here, Kyle. Uh, our audience is very clever, 
and uh, we need to figure out a name for Kyle's new cat. We do. The cat. The name that they gave me when I adopted the cat was Pretty Girl, and I'm sorry, she is a pretty girl, but I just I, I can't keep that name. Here, Pretty Girl. <laughs> hey, darling. Oh, I'll call the cat Darlin. Darlin. Anyway, all right, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. If you would like to help Kyle out by naming the cat, that's 844-747-8868. We will be taking your calls on this. In the meantime, some good friends are in hot water with TikTok and the mainstream media. Uh, Preston Wood Baptist Church, which is one of the nation's largest Baptist churches, they put on a Christmas spectacular every year, and it's really fantastic. It's a, a Broadway-style production, and it presents the true meaning of Christmas, but there's also a lot of traditional elements of Christmas as well. So there's there's a lot going on, and it's a cast of like a 1,000 singers. They have musicians, and they pull out the stops. When I tell you it's like Broadway, they literally have drummers flying over the um, flying over the audience on these fly lines. I mean, it is a big dollar production and they sell tickets. There's like a big crowd. I think 75,000 people turn out over several days to watch this show. So it's a big deal and it's so well done. Well, now they're under fire because someone posted video of the drummers flying through the air and they said, how dare this church do this? This is this is bad. This is evil. This is all about um, making a dollar, which it's really not because all the money goes into the production. Uh, they've been doing this for years. They present a, a gospel message, so people are are converting to Christianity. I mean, it's it's basically what every church does across America. But this church has thousands and thousands of members, and they're able to do more than the average, you know, small church Christmas pageant with, uh, you know, the uh, the shepherd boys in, in bathrobes. According to the Houston Chronicle, and now all these big media outlets are jumping on this, and people are just enraged. How dare these people? This is not Christian. This is secular. Well, it's not secular. They tell the Christmas story. And yeah, they sing Christmas carols and other fun stuff. But it's called the gift of Christmas, and this is the church's gift to the community. And the church says, hey, look, we believe that Jesus, we believe Jesus deserves um, our very best. And that's what these people do. They're using their gifts and their talents, whether they're singers or musicians or artists or dancers, they're using their gifts to glorify God. And all these people are very upset. It's just too extravagant. It's too extravagant. I mean, it's just nasty. Some of the, and again, it's a 7,000 seat auditorium, and they fill that sucker up multiple times. So, anyway, the church is defending itself, and I don't see where the problem is here. The people go, What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? You know what? I think Jesus would slap some of these people upside their head. That's what I think Jesus would do. Come on, people. It's a Christmas presentation. What's wrong with you? Do you guys have a problem with this? The churches that do the big productions, I think they're great. Bellevue Baptist Church, they do this singing Christmas tree every year, and hundreds of people come to know Christ. It's a beautiful thing. Looks to me like people are just, they're trying to find something to be offended about. 
So I say good for you, Preston Wood. Don't pay any attention to the naysayers. All right, let's go to the phone. Wow, the phones have exploded here. Uh, let's go to Carol in North Georgia. Carol, I understand you have a name for Kyle's cat. It's, it's Blossom. If she's a pretty little girl, Blossom. She is a pretty little girl. All right, so <laughs> Blossom. So, Carol, we're writing this down. And, Carol, if if Kyle picks the name, uh, somebody will win a book or something. for. We'll figure out a prize. So we're writing this down. <laughs> Carol says Blossom. All right. And, Carol, do you have a cat named Blossom? Actually, I do. She's a pretty little calico. Oh, that's nice. What about yours, Kyle? What's so she is, I don't know. She looks like she has part Maine Coon in her, um, but she's oh, black. long hair. Oh. Yeah, very long. I wanted a fluffy cat. Oh, we had a we had a fluffy cat named Cuddles when I was a kid, but Cuddles liked to really like rub up against other animals. And one day, apparently, Cuddles rubbed up against a rattlesnake, and the snake bit Cuddles. Oh, no. <laughs> oh it's terrible, oh, no. Carol! Right smack between the eyeballs, and so we thought the cat had died. Cuddles came back a couple of weeks later. I mean, the poor the poor cat's head it, it was like the size of a cantaloupe. And um, Cuddles came back and survived, but we are, we're afraid it. We, we thought it was brain damaged because Cuddles would walk and he could walk, but then there would be a wall and he would just walk right into the wall and keep walking. So you had to manually turn the cat. He, the cat could not turn, it had no sense of direction. Oh, it was poor very baby. sad. I know. Then Cuddles tried to snuggle with a car that was moving on the road. And um, well, that was. She only had one life left, she used her eight. <laughs> that was it, Carol. This is a very sad story. What well, should be a joyful moment, naming Kyle's cat. All right, Carol, thank you. Um, let's go to Alan in North Carolina. All right, Alan, what's the story here? Well, I've got 16 cats, so I'm used to having a couple of names. You have 16 <laughs> at one time? Yeah, five of them are outdoors and 11 of them are indoors. That's a lot of cats. The way I see it, God keeps sending them to me, and who am I to say no to God, right? Well, there there you go. Uh, so what do you name all 15, or rather all 16 of the cats? Uh-huh, of course. All right. They know their names. They do. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. I, I have a hard time keeping up with uh, the people's names here on the show. Well, if you want something associated with music, I would go with either jazz or if it's going to be a lovey-dovey, cuddly cat, precious. Precious. Jazz or precious? Precious. I love it. All right, Alan, we're writing this down. Jazz and precious. Yep. All right, Alan, appreciate that. Well, we're writing these down. Thank you. Uh, let's go to David in Statesville, North Carolina. All right, David, you got a name? I do. I have the best one yet. I am Winnie, hands down. We're going to name it Democrat. <laughs> All right. Oh my God! Because somehow it convinced you to get it in your house, and then when you get it there, it doesn't want anything to do with you. But you still have to pay the bills, feed it, and take it to the doctor. All right. <laughs> and when it makes a big giant mess, guess who gets to clean it up? You do. <laughs> and since it's a girl, you could name it Nancy Pelosi. I wouldn't recommend it. And I know you're looking for musically themed, but you got to think the name Democrat. Just think of the saddest song you could think of that makes you want to go beat your head against the wall, 
and you win either way, brother. <laughs> David. <laughs> David, this is brilliant. Kyle, I hope you're learning a lot here. I'm tr- I am. I just the problem with that is when I invite people over and I tell them the name, like they might not hate the cat, they might hate me. <laughs> David, I'll keep you updated on this. Democrat. Hey, Democrat, get over here. Democrat, stop peeing on the floor. That could work, actually. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It does. That's a good point. Uh, Let's go to Kay in Georgia, W-D-U-N. All right, Kay, what you got? Well, I got the best one of all. How about Melody? Melody. Oh, it's music. Pretty name. L O D Y. Kay, I like that. Yeah, and I mean that's music, and it sounds mm-hmm. pretty for well, a pretty cat. Oh, there you go, Kyle. I'm liking this one, Melody. Yeah, it's a pretty name for a pretty girl. All right, Kay. <laughs> thank you for your contribution here. Uh, let's go to John in Statesville, North Carolina. John, what say you? Well, I'm thinking musically. Uh, Dolly Parton. See, you could just call her Dolly. Dolly would be a great little name for a cat. Is the is the cat well endowed, Kyle? Do we? <laughs> well, he, he's going to have to feed her, you know. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> John, I'm sorry. Kyle, you okay over there? <laughs> All right, John, we're writing down. Uh, we're writing down Dolly or Miss Parton. So we'll. We appreciate you. All right, we got to take a break here. Phones are exploding. Uh, what would you like to name Kyle's cat? Uh, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, this is Feline Central. Uh, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. We're inviting you to help name Kyle's cat. Uh, Kyle, uh, our great uh, audio engineer, also a member of the family. And uh, you're you're not like a nepotism hire because you're incredibly qualified to do what you do. Thank you. Thank you. So I probably shouldn't have even brought that up, you know, as as even a remote possibility. Uh, Let's go to Rob in Greenbrier, Arkansas. All right, Rob, what is your recommendation? AOC. I just got a little throw up in my mouth here, Rob. AOC. Yeah, AOC, the last caller that talked about naming it Democrat. Yes. If you pronounce it like if you pronounce it like Mark Levin does, Aok. Aok. When the cat when the cat's hacking up a fur ball, it'll say its name. <laughs> okay, that actually makes sense. As disgusting as it is, it actually makes sense, Rob. So there we go. All right, th- thank you, Rob. Uh, let's go to Gerald in Northeast Georgia. All right, Gerald, what you got? Hey, Todd. Merry Christmas, first of all. Merry Christmas to you too, Gerald. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Uh, Christmas is all about Christ, and uh, musically speaking, though, someone who just passed away, Christine McVie, I think Christine would be a great name, a December cat and everything, and Christine, you keep her name going, and if you want to short it, keep it on a musical thing, you call her Chrissy after Chrissy Hines. That's actually an amazing idea, because Stevie was one of the names on the list for Stevie Nicks. Oh, I love Stevie Nicks, too. I love Stevie <laughs> Mac. <laughs> 
Uh, Fleetwood Mac can't go. Oh, wow. Good stuff. That's actually a very clever idea there, Gerald. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Kyle, are you getting some ideas? Are the uh, creative juices flowing? The creative juices are flowing. I think I'm going to go home after work today and have a sit-down brainstorm session of just names. And just kind of yell out the names. And, you know, if the cat perks up, you got yourself there a winner. Go. That's it's. I mean, it's pretty much as uh, there you go. All right, 844-747-8868, open line Friday. I want to go to Steve in Atlanta, WDUN, our great station there, wants to talk about China, not cats, but China. Hey, Steve, what's up? Hey, Todd. Well, uh, maybe Demi, and that would be short for uh, Demon Crat. But anyway, or Demon Cat, I meant. Anyway. Demon Cat. (laughs) All right, depending on the personality of the cat. If that doesn't match, go somewhere else. Uh, the other suggestions. All right. right, So here's the question that I really called in about. Where are the Republicans whenever Biden and his cadre of criminals talk about things like the threat to democracy from the right? You know, we need to get the Republicans on the air. I'm, I'm asking you to think about this, Todd. Whenever he makes one of those lying, leftist, crazy, evil pronouncements, and, and at the same time, he's jailed all of these J6 protesters without due process, without trial, solitary confinement. And then he speaks out or has his voice to speak out against China, but he shuts down free speech with FBI intimidation, collusion with the media and big tech, cancels people, social media accounts and firing back vaccine objectors. And the Republicans are like crickets. I want to hear every time he does that nonsense and garbage and evil, an uproar from the right, in, from elected offices that say, excuse me, sir, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, and here's why, why, why. And name three or four examples of why All he's right. doing exactly those things. Steve, I tell you what, right of. we're going to do that because that is a, 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 that's an excellent point you raise. And uh, we've got to we've got to keep reminding people about what the most important issues are. Hey, Steve, got to run. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're on hold, hang tight. We're going to get to your calls, I promise. But right now, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Very honored to have our good friend Herschel Walker joining us, uh, running for the U.S. Senate there in the great state of Georgia. Herschel, hope you're doing well today. Uh, I am. We're out on a bus trying to meet people to get out and vote. The early voting ends today on Friday, so... I want people who want to get out and early vote. I love them to get out. And if they haven't voted, make sure they vote by Tuesday, December the 6th. And, and that's a big part of it. And uh, getting as many Republicans to get off, uh, get out of the lazy boys uh, and uh, get out there and go vote. How is that process going, Herschel? It's been going well. You know, uh, we've been setting records. Uh, so I think people are getting out, having their voices heard, their vote counted. We want more people to get out because we want them to know that Georgia is not red. So we want to flood the zone in Georgia. 
You know, it's interesting. I, I think the I think the left is getting pretty worried about this race. Herschel, there's a, a news story up in the New York Times, the headline, How Herschel Walker Could Win the Georgia Senate Race. So, uh, I, you know, I, you can't buy into the mainstream media headlines. Uh, you've been out there pounding the pavement. And if the good people of Georgia get out and vote on Election Day, you're going to have a great day on Tuesday. I, I will. And I want the good people to get out and vote. I think Raphael Warner has shown who he's for. He's for Joe Biden. He's for California and New York. That's the way he's voted. And I think he's shown that he's been a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's tried to hide everything he's done. But you can't hide your record. You voted for this inflation. You voted for crime on the street. You voted for this open border. You voted to put men and women's sports. He also voted against religious free liberty. And that's when you get to the point that he's a man out of cloth and to vote for religious liberties. You go, wait, what's going on with this guy? The the guy claims to be a pastor. He is pro-abortion. He has kicked uh, veterans and 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 people that have been impoverished, evicted them uh, from the apartment building the church owns down there. Certainly not Christ-like behavior in my estimation, Herschel. Well, it's not Christ-like behavior, but when he makes a statement that a man apologize for whiteness, I think that's that's divisive. That's very divisive, and I want to be a guy to unite people. And I said, you know what? what's strange about it is we continue to fight among each other, which is what the left want us to do. They want us fighting among each other because they just want to get a vote. But what I want to tell the people of Georgia, what I want to tell the people of the United States, let's not worry about our brother and sister across the aisle from us. Let's worry about our brother and sister across the ocean from us. Because those are people we have to be worried about. And it seems like our elected officials have forgot about that right now. And they're kicking people out of the military for not taking a vaccine shot. They're taking their benefits away, and that's what's happening when you have people like Senator Warnock and Joe Biden in office. Uh, President Obama, uh, down there on the campaign trail, he had this to say about you, and I want to play this audio. Uh, cut number seven, please. We all know some folks in our lives who we don't wish them ill will. They say crazy stuff. We're all like, well, you know, Uncle Joe, you know what happened to him. You know, it's okay. They're part of the family. But you don't give them serious responsibilities. You know, Herschel, this is what gets me. And I'm a Southerner. You're a Southerner. It always bothers me when people like Obama come down and start talking with their fake preacher voices, pretending to be Southern. But here he is out on the campaign trail. And to your point, this is really offensive that he's mocking you and attacking you. Well, I don't know whether it's offensive, but it just shows you the type of person he is. You know, one of the things about it, he said Uncle Joe. That's what he called Joe Biden, Uncle Joe. That's what he called him. So he showed the type of man he was. Joe Biden was somebody that he picked to be his vice president, but now he seemed to be talking about it. That shows you the type of man that he is. So that's why I tell the Georgia people, he's lost not once but twice in Georgia, and now he's out there promoting uh, Raphael Warnock. One has shown that he hadn't done anything for Georgia. He's shown that he voted for every bad policy we're going through right now, and he's still promoting someone that's going to hurt Georgia, that's going to hurt the United States of America. So what type of clout do we give him? None. Right now, I want the people of Georgia to know I'm here to fight for Georgia, not to fight for anyone else, but to fight for Georgia and to fight for the people of the United States. we got to get back into this Constitution, get back into this America is number one, we shouldn't have America as they, that we're bad people. We're not. We're good people. 
Herschel Walker on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Herschel, I do want to ask you about uh, President Trump, and maybe you can clear this up. Uh, what's the deal? Is he going to campaign for you? Is he coming to Georgia? And if not, why not? Well, he has been campaigning for me, and we've been doing telephone rallies together. We've been doing things together. We're going to do even more. And, you know, I welcome everybody to come down that want to help me to win this great seat for the great people of Georgia because we got to win this seat. It is so, so important because if we don't win this seat, they're going to change this country. I think we need to realize what's going on right now. And you, if you don't like your high gas prices, you don't like your high grocery prices, you don't like the crime they got on the street, you don't like this open border, you got to get out and vote. You got to get out and vote uh, early voting today and then vote by December the 6th because – they're going to give you the same. You heard Joe Biden said they're not going to change anything. Right now, with everything falling down around you, you're still not going to change anything. That meaning that learn, they've learned nothing. Uh, Herschel, let's talk about the next couple of days. Uh, a lot, a lot of ground to cover. What are you going to be doing over the next couple of days leading up to Tuesday? Well, we're out on the bus, and that's what I'm doing right now. We're out on the bus. We're trying to let the people know. Uh, like even today, the early voting ends today. So if you can get out and vote early voting right now, we want that to happen. So anyone that know any friends in Georgia, get them out to vote early. And if they haven't voted yet, make sure that they vote by December the 6th. But make sure they vote on policies that's going to matter to them. Right now, Senator Warnock has given us no policies. Every policy he voted on has been bad for Georgia, bad for the United States of America. I think he's shown that he's not the senator that Georgia needs. And that's the reason I decided to run. And again, going back to President Trump, uh, would you like him to come to Georgia, boots on the ground? Oh, I, I, I've always said I welcome anyone to come to Georgia. And we're going to do another telephone uh, rally that we've been doing. And I'd like anyone to come to Georgia from uh, President Trump to McConnell to Scott to uh, anyone. I've had a bunch of senators that have been coming in and doing different things for me because this is important. This is very, very important. And we all got to wake up and call to action right here. We can, they're going to change this country, and we got to get this right this time. We cannot let them do what they've been doing. Senator Warnock believes that he can buy this seat because he can't talk about his policy. He believes he can buy this seat. So I can encourage anyone to go to TeamHersher.com because Georgia is not for sale. And I want him to know that, and I want uh, President Obama to know that as well. Georgia is not for sale. You know, I have to tell you, Herschel, I mean, this far into the election cycle, uh, normally the candidates are just exhausted. You sound like you are fired up and fresh and ready for the fight. I am. I told people I was built for this. When I got in this race, I got in it to win it. When I heard that we were going into a runoff, I got the bus back out. We got onto the trail, started talking to the people, the voters that may not have voted for me. I told them, I said, God, if you have a hesitation about voting for me, I want you to look at what Joe Biden and Raphael Warnock has done in less than two short years. Can we take six years of this? I don't think we can take six years of this. You know, right now, when, what they're doing to our military, what they're doing to our men and women in blue, the crime on the streets, we can't live like this. All right. Well, Herschel, we're going to leave it there. Know you've got a lot going on today and safe travels as you make the, uh, the bus tour around uh, Georgia. And good luck next Tuesday. Hey, thank you so much, and God bless. And everyone go to TeamHersher.com. Let's get this country back together, and let's come together. God bless. All right, there you have it, folks. Herschel Walker, Tuesday, Election Day in Georgia, and he sounds fired up. 
and he sounds focused. Uh, Herschel's been on this program many times over this campaign cycle, and I don't think I have heard him as focused as he just was on this program. Want to hear from our Georgia listeners uh, as we go to break. You heard Herschel Walker. Uh, what are you hearing? Boots on the ground. Are you excited about Tuesday? Getting out, doing the early voting, 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. Do you want to see Trump boots on the ground in Georgia? 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hey, Todd, did my part today, went out and did early voting here in Warner Robins and uh, voted for Herschel. Hope everything turns out good next Tuesday and we don't have Warnock anymore. All right, there you go. Uh, thank you for uh, that comment. That's Brian from Warner Robins, Georgia. And by the way, like a dozen of you left shout backs, uh, shout shout outs to us on our uh, live app, and uh, we can we can uh, share that information with you. But if you want to download the app, go to toddsterns.com, click on the live show blog, or you can simply go to kwamradio.com and click on the app, and you'll be able to listen to twenty four hours of conservative talk radio from all over America. By the way, uh, Kyle, we're getting some more. I told you a lot of these shout-outs. Uh, we, we're not going to get to all of them. Frank in Waterloo, uh, Iowa, says, you need to call the cat Cat Stevens. So the great uh, singer, see, cat, cat. So uh, that makes sense. And uh, Linda from Baltimore, Maryland, says, Todd, how about Traveler? That's a good one. So, okay. Good job, guys. Uh, let's go to Jackson, Tennessee, home of Rockabilly. Sherry on the line. Hi, Sherry. What's on your mind today? Hey, good day. Um, I just have a name, um, but I was wanting to see first if you remembered, uh, Todd, I don't think I would remember, back in the 70s, uh, a teen humor comic book with a fictional rock band. And it was part of the Archie comic. Oh, Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, so Josie. Oh, okay, that's good. Thank you. That's actually very clever. I like that part of the the band. <laughs> that's what I named mine. Uh, I named her Josie, but I spelled it with a Z. <laughs> oh, oh, that's clever. All right, Josie with it. Yeah, that's right. Josie and the Pussycats. So, all right, Sherry. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Oh, by the way, Sherry, what is the name of that? The name of the restaurant, you'll know what I'm talking about, I hope. Uh, it's all themed around Casey Jones. Uh, and it's got the little Casey Jones Village. And it's sort of like a great southern restaurant there in Jackson, right off the interstate. Yeah, that's, that is. It's Casey Jones. Uh, oh, Casey Jones Village. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's, it, that's the name of it. Well, well, we always used to, whenever we would go on vacation, uh, we would, and typically we would go to uh, the old Opryland, which is now long, it's a shopping mall, uh, but we would always stop off, and we loved visiting Jackson, Tennessee. That was a great area. They have a great buffet. Oh, they sure do. All right, Sherry, thanks for the call and the, uh, the recommendation. I wasn't quite sure, Kyle, where we... I was afraid you were going to say the second part. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we can call the dog the cat that. So. All right, let's go to George in North Carolina. Hi, George. What what you got for Kyle? Uh, I got uh, rhythm and lyric as names, and I'm going to say go Herschel Walker. 
All right. Rhythm and Lyric and Go Herschel Walker. I like all of those. All right, George. Appreciate the call. Kyle, you've gotten some great recommendations here. I have a long list. It's going to take me a while to go through all of this. You see, when Grace, we did this with Grace, and but she called an audible, and she knew. I think she knew all along she was going to call Merlot Merlot. Yeah, I think she was just teasing everybody. Yeah, I had recommended a call on the dog, but ugly. <laughs> but she didn't like my recommendation. Go figure. All right, <laughs> it is what it is. All right, we have some audio to play. I'm just going to say this: there are some teachers in New Jersey, and God bless these teachers. They got called and notified one day that uh, a certain number of students were going to be allowed to leave the classroom and attend a drag show during school hours on school property. And the teachers went before the school board, and here's what they had to say. So imagine our frustration when passes were given to selected students on October 27th to leave our class at 1.30 to participate in the school-sponsored drag show. Instead of our students being engaged in academic time, they were applying makeup and changing into their drag costumes. This was a loss of over 30 minutes of instructional time for these students. One of the invited spectators for the drag show was Phoebe Mantrap, a professional drag queen. From our perspective, it does not seem fair and equitable that Hunter and Central students were not able to celebrate with their peers, but a professional drag queen from outside the Hunter and Central community was allowed. Furthermore, based on the chatter that we have heard amongst the students in our classrooms, Dr. Moore's decision has created significant confusion, division, and resentment between students. All right, so there you go. Uh, That's just one of many teachers who went before the school board to say this is not right. The kids are already having massive learning problems and issues because of the China virus, and now you're going to pull them out of school to take part in a drag queen show? Yeah, that's not right. So I say good for these teachers for taking a stand. It's going to take all of us doing this together if we're going to fix what's broken in our public education system. All right, let's go to Salem, Oregon. Greg listening to us on KYKN. Hey, Greg, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Well, um, of all the people that the prominent uh, Republicans that you pointed out are trying to help Herschel Walker, one of the big uh, prominent names that's missing and uh, is George Bush, and I wish somebody would uh, put a microphone in front of him and ask him what he thinks about the current state of affairs for the last, oh, four years. And uh, anyway, I think we all know why he doesn't, but I wish somebody would uh, hold his feet to the fire and uh, make him uh, say a few things in public. I've got to give credit where credit's due, though, Greg. And I I will say this. Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, and we've had issues with with Kemp over the years, but at least he's out there busting his butt doing whatever Herschel Walker asks him to do out on the campaign trail. I respect that. You got the lieutenant governor, on the other hand, of Georgia, who just announced uh, talking to the Hill that um, he, uh, Duncan is his name, Jeff Duncan, and the lieutenant governor said he didn't vote for either Herschel Walker or Raphael Warnock. I mean, that's what a loser that guy is. But it just goes to show you, Greg, what what the Republican Party is going through right now. And it is a massive civil war. They're not talking about it, but it's underway. That's that's right. Anyway, I just wish uh, I wish there was more uh, 
unity, more spotlights shining shining on some of these cockroaches, and so yeah. uh, so they can show their true colors to everybody. Well, we're doing we're doing our part as best we can. But Greg, it's a great point. Where is George W. Bush? Why isn't he in Georgia? I mean, Barack Obama's <laughs> down there. It's a good question. I mean, even Clinton, even. Even the pedophile Clinton crawl crawl out of the back of the closet to uh, show up for some of these events, and uh, that shows you how how far and how united uh, the Democrats are and what they try to accomplish. But where, where's our illustrious leaders? It's a it's a great point, and the same thing could be said of what's happening in Arizona right now, where this uh, this election is in great turmoil with Carrie Lake. Where is everybody? I mean, come on. All right, so well done, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle, you've got lots of great names. Let us know what you decide. Somebody said, somebody called and said, call the cat Grace. So I, that would be thoughtful. That's a good idea, actually. So they come in and say, Grace peed on my bed. <laughs> then some questions. Are yeah, Mr. Producer would have a few questions about that. All right, thank you, Kyle. Folks, it has been a great, busy week. Head over to the website, toddstarns.com. You missed any of this week's shows. You can download them free of charge uh, thanks to uh, our awesome app and also our podcast. And sign up for the newsletter, too. That'll be coming out here momentarily. want to thank Ben for filling in for Grace today. Also, Kyle and the cat, they appreciate you, too. Folks, you get out there, you have a good Friday, and whatever you do, be sure to go to church this weekend. And good luck to all the runners of the St. Jude Marathon running in Memphis this weekend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.